What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the YDK Podcast with your host, Ryan Sutton. This is the podcast where you don't know what you don't know, and we bring on high-performance guests to tell you what you need to know to implement in your life to take you to the next level. And man, today, I can't express how excited I am for this man that we have on today. My boy, Mark Guerreros, his story is unbelievable, first and foremost, from Growing up in a very treacherous environment as a child, being affiliated with gangs and drugs, and then the eventual loss of his mother, to absolutely dismissing that whole life and setting himself up to be one of the highest producing sales reps in the solar industry today, and actually being probably the top leader, if not one of the top leaders that I've personally been surrounded by. I'm super blessed to call this man my brother, my friend. Mark, dude, I'm so glad you're here today, bro. So glad. I'm so excited to dive in on this, bro. You have no idea. Dude, it's a blessing to be here, man. It really is, you know, being able to uh, get this opportunity, you know, to uh, share what I got to share. And, you know, my biggest thing is is a lot of people know, you know, I just want to bring inspiration and motivation to uh, really show, man, what you can do in this life. You know, fuck the bullshit and, you know, just make your life what you want. Is that the end of the day, man? It's you versus you, man. It really is. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. So we're just going to kind of jump right in here then. I want I want to just start from, honestly, the beginning because I've heard your story. I want to get as deep as we can with this for the viewers so they, they get like a sense of what it was like for you personally. And then we're going to transition from there to get how you got to who you are today as just one of the best leaders hands down. And you're going to be telling everyone what they need to know about why their personal story doesn't define their future. And why inspiration and motivation and mental growth can transition and exp- exponentially excel your life. And I, I'm excited for this, man. So kind of just like jump in if you don't yeah. mind. You're from Las Vegas. Yes. Born and raised? Um, originally from California. Um, you know, I was actually born on the uh, Camp Pendleton Base, Basin Oceanside. Um, but I wasn't out there too long, man. About eight, eight years. Um, so okay. not too long. But then, yeah, Vegas was... You know, home, home. That's where I was basically raised. You right. know, okay. when you're, I, how I look at a man, when you're there for for ten plus years, that that's where you're raised. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, came from Las Vegas. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sin City. So you're what eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah. Perfect. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, when you made that, I mean, do you have much of a recollection of living in California? Was there some like trials and tribulations at like those adolescent ages that you experienced? Um, I mean, I was pretty young when I moved, man. I mean, of course you remember the little things, you know, playing sports, you know, playing with the kids in the neighborhood, playing football in the, in the, in the middle of the street, getting honked at, just being little, little shits basically, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, that's really all I remember too. I don't really remember too much about it, man. It, California was just like, it was just a spot at that, at that point. It was the place, you know, my, uh. You know, my pops, he was a drill sergeant in the Marine Corps, so that's where he was stationed, you know. So, but um, that was really, that was nothing really too much from California, man. So you're, you're 9, 10 years old. Yep. Moving to Sin City. Yep. Where, what was your initial, like, like introduction to Las Vegas mm-hmm. as a child? And, like, what was your experiences like growing up there? Um, Growing up there, man, it was it was definitely different. Um, You know, as everybody knows, California is beach life and surfing and you know beautiful environment and everything like that so moving from that kind of aspect you know with me being in oceanside at the time that's more so just just like i said just beaches and fun time family time you know barbecues in the in the sand and everything and then you move to a big city that's a lot different for me man you know big cities and 
you know, just filled with people just want to do gambling and partying and this and that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a culture shock for sure. So it took me back a little bit. Um, you know, again, being there, I really, I went there. Um, I was in Vegas from when I was in elementary school, um, all the way up to, uh, to college. So yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like for you? Like with your, who were you living with at the time? Like your mom, pops? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was with my, I had my little brother, you know, and then I had my mom, um, and then my pops. Um, so I was living with them until I was about, I think it was about 14. Um, you know, and then fortunately they, they split up, you know, they kind of went their separate ways. Um, you know, that's life. Can't really control that. Um, but yeah, I was living with them at the time, you know, my pops, he ended up going back to his hometown and then it was basically just me, my mom and my little brother. So, Damn. yeah, must've been hard. Just the three of y'all. It definitely was man. Um, you know, and this is kind of where the back end comes into play. You know, this is, uh, you know, once my parents kind of split, you know, that's where a lot of the struggles cards started to come. You know, with a, a single mom, you know, being in the city of sin, as we all know, just filled with partying, drugs, this and that. Um, so as a single mom having two kids, you know, it's, 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 it was rough. It very, it was very rough. Now you're the older brother, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're 14 when parents split. Mm-hmm. How old is your little brother? Um, so he, he was 10. He was 10? 10, yeah. Okay. What was it like for you? After the split happened, you, you you see your mom by herself, single mom raising two boys. Obviously, you probably feel that you need to step up, especially for your little brother. Absolutely. I definitely can relate on that. Yeah. I know what you mean on that. What, what was your mindset like at 14, you know, after the split mm-hmm. and living in Las Vegas, just your mom and your brother? My mindset at that time, man, was kind of just what you were saying. You know, I had to step up. I had to be the man of the house. You know, uh, my mom was working her ass off you know, trying to provide for me and my little brother, you know, so she wasn't there a lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, there'd be nights where, you know, she'd be home late, you know, working two different jobs. So, you know, she would always do her best, you know, to, to make sure that we had food on the table and whatnot. But, you know, having a little brother, you know, with, with nobody really around, I'm, I'm there. That's right. me. You know, I'm basically the man of the house at that point. And my biggest job at that time with me being 14 was, making sure my mom was cool, making sure my little brother was cool, you know, making sure everything was situated. Um, and being 14, man, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it makes you, you know, grow up real fast, doesn't it? Very quick, man. You know, most 14-year-olds, you're just worried about playing sports and playing with the neighborhood kids, you know. Yeah, but you're, you're trying to make sure your brother's got food. Exactly. Right. So, um, but just like we were saying, man, you know, it definitely, when that split happened, that's when a lot of the stuff definitely started coming into play. Um just like we were bringing up earlier, Sin City is just filled with drugs, filled with a bunch of craziness. Um, and unfortunately, that is what uh, came into our life, you know. What was the introduction? Um, we were living in some apartments, you know, um, and there was a pretty well-known party goers, a couple floors below us. Um, and unfortunately, man, it just took, it took one night um, to have my mom get invited over to party single mom you're working a fuck ton of hours so you want to relieve some stress definitely you know unfortunately the kind of stress that was relieved here wasn't just from your simple drinking you know it ended up being a lot harsher than that and you know that's where drugs started coming into play um and that's kind of where the start of it all happened man you know all starts with an invite to a party Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of crazy it's absolutely crazy man 
you know, and when that, when all that took into play, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, man. Um, there'd be times where she would not come home. There'd be times where we'd find her in her car asleep, you know, middle of the night, passed out, you know, um, and that's where a lot of the toll just started taking a complete different turn. And, uh, it's one of those things, man, where, you know, it's tough, you know, it's hard. Um, but that's where I had to take the initiative and try to do everything I can, you know, to provide for my little brother, you know, what did that look like for you? It was scary, man. What, what is, what did it look like seeing your mom like that and realizing like, I got to be the provider. Like what, like what was your day to day? Like what were you trying to do to try and provide Mm -hmm. like 14 years old? You can't do a lot. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, a lot of this, um, a lot of this big, big situation started happening when I was about 15, you know? Um, so I mean, real shit, man, it, it really came to the point to where I had to start, you know, getting into that field of dealing with drugs. Um, I'd wake up 15 years old. I'd have drugs laid out on my bed to go sell. Um, I had to do what I had to do, man. You know, it's a very, very shitty situation and it's a very horrible situation that was brought upon me at that point. But I'm one of those guys, I was that guy where I was like, I need to do what needs to be done to provide, Mm. you know, seeing my little brother just hurting, seeing him, you know, not okay, wondering where our mother's at and, you know, shit like that. At the end of the day, man, you know, I know what was at the time it wasn't the best course, but what the fuck else am I going to do? Right. You know, so I started doing shit that just was not good. When, when you were presented with that, like you're 15, you know, you have to do something and you're going to do whatever it takes. Yep. But I'm, you're a smart guy. You're very in tune. I can, I'm sure when you're 15, you're in your head, like thinking I'm 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Why am I like, I should not be doing this. Right. Like what, like what was your emotions? Like what was your thought process as you're, you're probably sitting with a lot of money Mm -hmm. in front of your face Mm -hmm. and you're charged with going to, you know, handle all of it. Yep. Um, biggest emotion, man, is, and I'll be very forward with it, at that time, at that age, I had the attitude of fuck it. Hmm. I didn't give a fuck. I gave no fucks. I went out there every day doing what I had to do to provide for the family and to provide for my little brother to make sure we had food, to make sure we could do what we needed to do, whether we were home alone for two nights, three nights, four nights, whatever it may be, um, you know. I had that I don't give a fuck attitude. One of the worst attitudes to have, you know, because I didn't think about the repercussions. I didn't think about, well, shit, man, if I get caught, I'm fucked. I'm going to jail. No. You know, I'm 15, dude. I'm, no. I'm going to be charged with some serious shit. That never even crossed my mind. And um, at that time and that mental aspect that I had in life was a fuck it. I just did not care. Mm. Um, so that was the biggest thing. I didn't care. I woke up. Do what I needed to do. My mental capacity as far as like, um, you know, how I treated people, how I looked at people, I didn't care. I gave no fucks for anybody except my little brother and my mom at that point, at that time. And I woke up every day saying, this is what needs to be done. This is what I will do. Nothing's stopping me. And so I went ahead and did it. Man, how long did you do that for? Um, about three years. Two, three years. So you're about 17, 18? Yeah, about 17. 17 is when, uh, you know, 
seven, about, yeah, about 17. Absolutely. You know, and, and it wasn't even just that, man. You know, if we didn't have the money, I took it. If uh, I wanted something, I'd take it. Mm-hmm. And again, that just came with that fuck it attitude. Did right. not care. You know, um, if we needed food, couldn't afford it. Guess what? I'm stealing it. If I needed, if I wanted something, some type of um, object or anything like that, didn't have the money, I'm taking it. It even came to the point, bro, where I was stealing clothes, mm-hmm. stealing clothes to put on our backs. Yeah. Gonna do it, you know? Um, and then again, that's where that just fucking attitude came from. Just did not care. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So when you're 17, 18 is when you're probably, you're done, you're done with drugs. You're, I mean, you still got that f- kind of fucking mentality. Mm-hmm. Where, where you, what's next? What 100%, happens next? hundred percent, man. So, um, unfortunately, man, you know, my mom she ended up getting, you know, really, 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 really deep into it. Um, really deep into the drugs to where, you know, you know that feeling, man, when you, you look at somebody and you look in their eyes and you say, that ain't them. Mm. That's what I got the lovely opportunity of waking up to every day was not them. Damn. You know, it got deep, very, very, very deep, um, into it. Um, to where I knew she was owing people money. I knew she was owing people this and that random people coming in and out of our, out of our place that I had no idea who they were. You know, there was a lot into it. Um, and when I was about 17, um, it got so bad, the lights wouldn't even be able to stay on in the apartment. Um, at the time we, there was actually a house at that time. Um, how the lights wouldn't even stay on, you know, plumbing was just all fucked, no food, no nothing, you know? Um, and it came to that point to where I looked at my little brother and I knew that this is not where he needed to be. Hmm. Um, I then took the initiative of stepping up even more and I got us out of there. Where'd you go? So my little brother, um, ended up actually going back to his dad. Um, our, our dad, Mm -hmm. um, ended up going back home with him. And that was one of my biggest, biggest, biggest things that I just was really happy about because I was getting my brother out of there. 14, 14 year old kid, 13, 14 year old kid. And that kind of environment, yeah, that's gonna fuck you, man. That's 100%. gonna fuck you every single day up here. You're you're fucked. You're you're seeing shit at 13, 14 years old. They can literally just fuck with you so hard mentally that it'll either make you go down that path, or it's just gonna fuck you mentally to where you just you're you're not yourself, and that'll just wreck you in the future. 13, 14 year old kids should not be seeing that kind of shit every day. Drugs, alcohol, parties, random strangers coming in and out of the home, no electricity, no food, no this, no that. No 14 year old should be running with that. I have a very similar past to you. So like when I was 14, 13, 14, my, I was very exposed to that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. with my mom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever like growing up, you and your brother, did, did that ever feel like normal? Like you're like, oh, this is just how people live? 100%. Yeah. 100%. We, 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 what, what was it like for you when you saw people who didn't live that life? Two things, man. One, you're lucky as fuck. Two, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, just being honest, you know, I was, I was very, very jealous of that, you know, because, um, that's not what I was used to, you know? Um, it was, it was almost odd when that wasn't, when I wasn't waking up to that chaos, you know, mm. if it wasn't chaos, I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, it really, uh, 
it really, uh, like I said, I'm really glad that he was able to get out, you know, went, went back home. Um, I ended up getting out and, uh, you know, my uncle ended up taking me in for a little bit, um, to kind of help me out and whatnot. Um, you know, and it was that day, man, that day, it really hit hard, you know, seeing my mom and so much pain and seeing her, um, just fighting to try to keep us because mm -hmm. she knew what she was losing, yeah. you know, um, last, those last words, one of the last words I really heard, man, is, you know, that I'd never be anything in life, that I'd always be, you know, the piece of shit that I am, you know, those were the exiting words, you know, and me, I know it's the drugs. I yeah. know a hundred percent. I, that is not my mom. I love my mom to fucking death. That'll never fucking change. I know the heart she has. I know the soul she has. But you can't fight those demons, man, when you got those drugs coming at you every damn day. You yeah. can't. There's nothing you can do. You know, the only person that's going to help that person is himself. Yeah, definitely. So so your brother goes back to your, to your guys' dad. You're 18, 19? Mm -hmm. Yep. Getting taken in by your uncle. Mm -hmm. You don't have that sense of responsibility for your brother now. Mm -hmm. Where's your identity at? where what are you going through right now with your uncle like put me in your shoes yeah um you know 18 years old 17 17 18 um still was trying to finish high school because i dropped out wasn't doing high school wasn't doing any schooling while i was going through all this no com no shit completely really. dropped out wasn't doing shit you know um so you were full-time 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 okay yeah barely going to school you know i i maybe once a week going to school I, that's that's nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, didn't have the credits to graduate, didn't have nothing, bro. Um, you know, unfortunately I even stopped, I even stopped my baseball shit, you know, and that was really shitty for me because I was a very, very, very talented player. Freshman, my freshman year in, in high school, bro, I was, um, I was varsity right off the back freshman year, varsity starting pitcher with a fucking 1.2 ERA. Damn. Like my, my stats were great. My sophomore year carrying it on, but then that sophomore year. That hurts, man, because Vegas, that, they have heavy hitters that come out, of the, like Bishop Gorman and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some I, – mm -hmm. I used to play against them. I know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, God. Yeah, so, you know. Um, so. so that ended your sophomore year? Mm-hmm. Sophomore yeah. year, done. Do you think uh, that had a big shakeup in your identity? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I was a freshman and sophomore, people knew me as the fun-loving, fucking goofy fucking kid, you know, and uh, loved playing sports, you know, loved just – loved everybody. You know, um, you know, and then when all this shit hit the fan, everything switched, man. You know, I just, I was a fucking piece of shit. I didn't care about nobody. Mm -hmm. Didn't have emotions. Didn't give a shit about my consequences and anything I was doing. I didn't care. You know, um, I was in such a dark place at the time that it, I, again, I didn't care of the outcome. I right. really didn't. I had that attitude as either I'm going to go to jail or I'm going to die. It's one of the two. That was my only options at the time. That's the only outcomes I ever thought of, you know, um, and that that's that's a very dark place to be in. 100%. You know, it's a very dark place when all you give a fuck about is either dying or going to going to jail for the rest of my life. One of the two. Mm. Mm. So let's go back to you know you're you're with your uncle. You're 18. Mm -hmm. Like, where's your where's your mentality at? You're, you know your brother's good. Yep. Mom's still going through it. And now you're you're in a place where you probably have never been. Mm -hmm. You're just like, maybe I can focus on myself. Yep. What's that like? Yeah. So you know, being out of that, I I felt a lot of relief, um, in a good way. 
you know, not like, oh, my brother ain't here, so now I can do me. Like, no. Um, I was, I felt a lot of relief off my shoulders, and I felt like I was in a better positive mindset and mm-hmm. a better positive, um, you know, surroundings at that point. You know, because my uncle and, you know, my, the other family, they don't, they, they didn't do shit like that. They never, whatever, you know, they, yeah, maybe they'd have a couple beers or some shit like that, but who the fuck don't? You know what right, I mean? right. Um, so, at that point, you know, um, I got my shit back together, ended up getting back to school, um, finished, finished everything. Um, I went back for my senior year and finished everything, bro. Got back into baseball, was back on the varsity team, um, ended up graduating with a four Oh GPA, you know, ended up getting a, getting a good, a good little job. Nothing crazy, bro. I was fucking pushing carts at Kmart, you know. <laughs> hey man, but gotta fucking, start hey, somewhere, bro. Hey, homie, it ain't it ain't selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It ain't selling drugs, so we're getting somewhere. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'll sling those fucking carts all day, but yeah. it's, it, I ain't pushing drugs, so I, I didn't care. <laughs> um, nice. You know, and that that right there was a big turn for me. Um, it was really nice, you know, to be able to be successful in a way that I wasn't really used to. Mm. Um, now, I will be very honest. I still had the fuck it mentality though oh that okay. still stayed with me how did that like so so you're not you're no longer in the game mm-hmm. you you got like an actual job mm-hmm. to may not be the money but it definitely you, wasn't the money <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're on you're making tremendous strides got your degree or your diploma 4.0 gpa yeah. but you still have the fucking mentality Absolutely. so like what was what's your thought process the demons are still there bro Okay. How did you face them? Um, you got to battle those every day. Every fucking day. Battled them. Um, still didn't give a fuck about people. Mm. I was still an angry person inside. Still angry. You know, of everything that was going on. Still wondering where the fuck my mom's at. Wondering what's going on with her. You know, um, I was in a very, still in a very dark place. But I just didn't show it as much. It was more of an internal thing. Okay. You know, um... I, like when I say fuck it attitude, bro, I, I didn't give a fuck who you were. You looked at me wrong. You mouthed off to me. We're scrapping. I gave no fucks. Mouthing off to cops, getting arrested left and right. You know, I still had that mentality and I still fought that demon every fucking day because that motherfucker was in me deep. Mm. He was fucking deep. Um, no matter how well I was doing, you know, school, this, that, he was still there. He was fucking just sitting there knocking, saying, hey, man, I'm here. When are you going to let me out? So so for people who have definitely, who right now mm-hmm. are facing those types of demons, like I know there's more more people out there that have that, mm-hmm. like knocking on the door and them. Chilling. Yep. It's still there. Yep. And they're probably sitting there struggling. Like, I don't know how to combat this. I don't know what to do. Like, what would you tell that person? Mm-hmm. Um, Biggest thing I can say, man. And it's way easier said than done. But um, I've actually said this to countless people. There's always fucking light. Stay true to yourself. Don't let something else control you. Mm. The second you let something control you, you ain't you no more. Stay true to you. You know what you want to be. You know how you want to be. And you know how you want to be looked at, right? The second you let something inside you transform you and change you, you are no longer that man. Mm. You are no longer that man. 
And again, it is way easier said than done. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. It is way easier said than done. But it's just one of those things. You have to dig fucking deep, man. You have to dig so deep and constantly tell yourself, this isn't you. This is who you want to be. And I know it sounds cliche, man, but I live by this. At the end of the day, the only person that can bring you the fuck down is the dude you look in the mirror. Mm, that's facts. That is it. Yeah. That is the only motherfucker that can control you, is you. No fucking demons. Fuck that motherfucker. Let him fucking fight you. He ain't stronger than you. You know? He's just not. Ain't nothing stronger than me. You know what I mean? Like, I I fight that shit. I demolish it. And now it comes to the point, bro, where I look at him like, come at me. Come at me. You're welcome, man. What, please let's see what take you got. a step you don't want to swing with me yeah because i've made i know who the fuck i am so you got super clear super clear on who you want to be who you are yep. your values yep. at what age do you think you were clear on that that demon man stayed with me from 16 to about 25 and you are i just turned 29 man just turned 29 that demon stuck there for a hot fucking minute. It's a good, that's almost a decade right there, man. It, it damn well is, man. Yeah. Um, you know, with that being said, with that demon just lingering, it made me do a lot of stupid shit still. Yeah. You know, um, never, never got back into the drug game. Never, okay. never did that. But I still had that mentality of I don't give a fuck, and I was still angry. Where'd that lead you? Well. <clears throat> You're in the uh, you're in the city of sin, right? So you're still in Vegas. You're still rocking, in Vegas. rocking with your uncle in Vegas. Um, I actually ended up leaving. I actually ended up leaving my uncle's when I was about nineteen. Okay, ended and then up, you went back to Vegas. So uh, yeah, okay. and then so in, in in my my uncle was in Vegas. Yeah, my uncle was in okay. Vegas. Um, so when I was nineteen, I ended up moving out, just doing my own thing. So now I'm on my own well, with a right? fucking mentality. With a fucking mentality. Shit. Dangerous. Yeah, I, I know you got into some shit. Let's hear it. Dangerous, 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 dangerous. Um, so I did started doing. Still, still did, still did well. You know, I still continued my 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 process of trying to grow. Um, because inside and inside my heart, I knew who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be. But it's still fighting that fucking demon. Um, you know, so I did my college, got my degree. You know, still progressing, partying non-fucking-stop, drinking non-fucking-stop to numb it. You know, so that was, he was still there, yada, 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 still doing the thing. Then, um, when I was about 23, um, I got a phone call. Um, by myself, living in my own place at the time, little fucking shitbox studio apartment. Right on the fucking Vegas Strip, five hundred dollars a month for three hundred square feet of shit, you know. So already a little dark little hole, you know. Got a phone call from a hospital in California, and they said your mom was found in the road in front of our hospital, and was thrown out of a van, and she is, she's dead. She's here with us, but she's dead. The only thing keeping her alive, you know, is the machines, right? Wow. So, there's and, the demon. So, you said 23? 23. 
And so it's been what six years since you'd seen your About mom? Six, yeah. I when uh when I left at sixteen, I haven't seen her since. And the last words you remember her saying to you. So as you get that phone call, yeah. Just like what you like what overtook your body? Like I uh, what emotion hit you? Like what was running through your mind? Were you? Like was there anger? Was there frustration? Was there sadness? Like what? What was it like for you? It was it was a little bit of both, man. A little bit of both for sure. Um, one didn't believe it. Mm. You know, you don't hear or see your your mom in almost ten years. You know, um, eight years, and the phone call you get is that she's gone, right? So anger for sure. Anger was one of the biggest things that hit me. Um, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, can't believe this is happening. I really can't believe it. Um, why the fuck didn't I try to reach out more? Why the fuck did I try to find her? You know, so anger is coming down on me at this point. Wondering what the fuck I could have done to change this, the situation, right? Mm. Um, sadness, of course. Because like I said, man, at the end of the day, that's my mom. I love her to fucking death. I will never, ever, ever look at her and say, fuck you. No. At the end of the day, that's my mom. I love the fuck out of her. I know it wasn't her. I damn well know it. I look up at her every damn day and tell her how much I love her. You know? But I know it wasn't her. It was the drugs. Right? So, anger mixed with sadness, uh, mixed with regret. There's the demon. That motherfucker came out full-fledged. And there he is. That's all he needed, bro. He needed a little fucking opening. To come out. Just need the door to crack a little bit. That's all he needed, bro. You know, um, be really real with you, man. Um, you know, I haven't really shared too much with, with a lot of people with this one. But uh, when that happened, sat in the corner of the room, sat there with a bottle, mixed pills, and contemplated. Because at this point, I was like, fuck it, dude. Here it is. There's that fucking mentality. I already told myself I was either going to go to jail or die. Well, my brother's cool. My mom's up in heaven, living a way better life than what she was, right? What do I need to live for, mm. right? So that shit fucking hit hella hard, right? But I sat there probably a good four hours, just sat there mm. in the dark, with it just chilling there it's only gonna take five minutes right yeah it's only take five minutes to do it wouldn't take me that long but something inside me bro even with that demon just fucking just clinging on me right something told me <laughs> don't do this don't fucking do this okay yeah. um and then i took a little bit of a step back right mm-hmm Thought of my little brother. Okay. He doesn't know this. <laughs> He's the reason I'm still here. Um, I would have been a selfish fucking piece of shit to take my life because of my fucking personal shit. Selfish. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let my brother fucking go without me right i'm not gonna let my pops go without me you know what i mean my brother has done so fucking well 
So your brother's doing super well. He's the reason you're still here, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, like I was saying, man, it was, uh, it'd be selfish as fuck, as fuck of me to take myself from that situation. He's yeah. been doing so fucking well, and, you know, I want to be that role model for him, you know? And what kind of role model would I be, man, if I quit that easy? You know, what kind of role model would I be? You know, I, I told my brother from the very fucking beginning, I will always be here for you. What kind of fucking man would I be to go against that? Right. Right? What kind of man would I fucking be to show, okay, cool, when something comes at you, just take the easy way out. Just fold. Fuck that. Right. You know? So, but like I said, man, that uh, that demon was, was still latched on tight. Still there. Yeah. Um, so... So you're no. so you're having these internal conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like you're sitting in the corner, you talk yourself out of it. You're, tw- you're the demons unleashed. Mm-hmm. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. You just get the call. Like what happens? Where, I mean, you, you didn't do it. You didn't pull the plug. Thank God mm-hmm. by yourself. But you kept going. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it probably wasn't you. Yeah. The demon had a lot of control. Hundred percent. So what was that looking like? So, um. The old me came back. The old you. The old anger. Mm. The angry person came back. Um, so there was so much anger in me that I got that bad attitude back of, fuck it. I don't care if I go to jail or I don't care if I die. I don't give a fuck. So I masked the pain with drinking more. Started smoking a fuck ton of weed, yeah. which is not like me at all. Really? You know, not like me at all. Um, and not going to lie, man, the itch of being back into something that could potentially kill me or could potentially put me back in jail was there. I've heard that a lot from people who come from that kind of background, like that itch of the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. of... Doing something that... Your, your life is basically on the line every day. Yep. The most toxic fucking form to have, dude. It is toxic. Because, again, I itched for that adrenaline. I itched for... Damn, I wonder if, if I do this, I might go to jail. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Damn, if I do this, I might fucking die. Fuck yeah, let's do it. And I'm not talking about your simple shit of fucking off-roading or fucking skydiving, that kind of shit. I'm talking about shit that, like... That, that you are like, what the fuck is that person doing? So, that's when my, I got the lovely idea to be part of one of the biggest bike clubs in the nation. And that is where the demon opened that's the where, fuck He up. was like full force, huh? Full force, man. Nothing but like antagonist to help. Bring him out. So being in that environment, man. Um, what what led you to get into that? So I've always liked riding. Always loved riding, man. Dirt bikes, Harleys, you know, street bikes, whatever the fuck it may be. Always, always it's always been a getaway for me, you know. But um, the job that I had at the time, I was constantly surrounded by bike clubs. Mm. Constantly. Um, 
not going to throw the name of the job out at that time, but um, <laughs> constantly surrounded by that, right? And these dudes know how I was. They saw the anger in me. They saw, you know, that I had that I don't give a fuck attitude. Because that's what they look for, right? They want that. Because they know that you'll fucking go to war if need be. So, I, you know, um, I was approached. Hmm. Asked. And I said, let's fucking run it. Let's fucking go. And... That just opened up a whole fucking cupboard of craziness. A whole fucking new demon. A whole new one. Damn. And I was back to the old me, but probably a solid ten times worse. You know, fighting, shootings, a lot of other shit, running shit. Yeah. You know, basically being that dude that if I wanted you to get shot, it would happen. Had some, I, had some power within there, huh? It was there. Yeah. Nothing is worse, bro, than having a demon that can't be controlled have that power to so, do whatever the fuck he wants. When the demon step into the driver's seat, right? Where was, where was like Mark? Where were you at? Lost. I didn't know who I was anymore. I did not know who I was. I lost complete focus of where I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. You know, um, I was lost. Mm. I woke up every day itching to fight, itching to do stupid shit. Yeah. Itching to make those calls. I loved it. I fucking craved it. And it was so bad. So bad. Like, I walked into places ready, wanting somebody to look at me the wrong way. I wanted somebody to cross-eye me in some single fucking way, bro. I craved it. I wanted it to happen every day. And it's so fucking toxic because you wake up with the itch to hurt. Mm. And it is fucking awful, bro. My aspect of life at that point was I wanted others to feel the pain I was feeling every day. Damn. That's what it was. When did you come to that realization? Towards the end, man. Towards the end of kind of seeing that I need to step the fuck away. Yeah. I woke up one day and I was like, dude, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, why does this make you happy? And it was one of those fucking toxic traits, bro, of making other people feel the way you do. Mm -hmm. But instead mm -hmm. of bullying, instead of calling you names, I wanted you to feel pain. Like physically Physical feel pain. Physical fucking pain. Yep. And it was, it was awful, man. It was fucking awful. You know, and that's, that was my mentality at that time. Okay. I, I didn't care. I had no feelings. I had no emotions. No fucking care in the world. All I gave a fuck about, bro, is saddling up on that bike and doing damage. That's what I wanted. You know? Again, I lost my path. The path was, was, was gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, 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 the taking me away from life path, that was that was out of my out of my mind. But how I looked at it is if something else takes my life, or if I'm in jail for life, 
cool. Better than pulling the trigger, you yeah. know? So that's where I used it as an outlet. I used being putting myself in that angry situation, putting myself in situations that would put me in jail for life. Yeah. For fucking life. The shit that, that was popping off, for life. The shit that was happening, the shit that I've done, that could be a bullet in my head. Hmm. That that kind of shit. So you didn't let yourself do it, but you put yourself in positions to where something else hmm? could have done it for you. 100%. So 100%. In, in a sense, it's almost the same thing, though. 100%. Yeah. So what, what event or what, like, just thing or person, like, shifted that said, like, Yo, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that event? Honestly, man, I was, uh, I was sleeping one night. Always worn across. Always. Always worn across. Right, right there with you? Always. Right. Mm-hmm. I woke up in the, I was sleeping, and in the middle of the night, my mom came in my head. Mm. Right? Okay. My mom came in my head, and all I really remember is her lifting me up, holding me, smiling, telling me everything's going to be okay. You can do better, baby. I woke up from that. The cross that was here shifted okay um that was a pretty fucking big eye opener to me that was a very plain sight of what was being told to me Mm. not only that i could tell again if i keep going down this path if i keep rolling this way I'm not going to be no role model for my brother. Mm. Again, what kind of role model am I being some fucking piece of shit that just wants to do nothing but hurt people? What am I doing at that point? I'm not providing. No. You know, I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm not, I'm not doing a damn thing. You know, I'm, I, I, I wasn't myself, you know, you know, and, and I, I could tell even when I was around my brother that I was not myself. I wasn't leading him the right way. Every time I'd, every time I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, yo, bro, let's, fuck it, let's go fucking fight, let's go fucking drink. The fuck? What are you doing, bro? Right. What are you doing? Now you now your toxic energy and your toxic traits with that demon are no going on to the little, the fucking dude that you love with all your heart. Your little brother. Damn. And I'll be fucking damned, bro, if my little brother has to go through something like that. Right. I'll be damned. If my little brother gets that fucking trait, he, he, and I know he, I know he fought with a little bit, nothing mm-hmm. crazy like me, mm-hmm. but I'll be fucking damned if he has to wake up a single day thinking the way I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll be damned of that. Right. I'm not gonna let that happen. And again, man, something told me with that vision of my mom lifting me up, something told me, get the fuck away, get the fuck away so i did i got out um did the the shit that i needed to do to get out 
and uh, went right back to square to one. Looked okay. Yep. So, oh, man. So you do what you need to do. You get out. Yep. You're square one, 25? Uh, it's 20, 26. 26? 26. 26, 27, yeah. 26. Yeah, completely close the door on the demon. Where your identity is where you at like what what where what do you do you feel lost still like what do you i mean my 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 identity was was nothing i was no one Mm. real shit i had nothing going for me no 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 career no path no nothing i had no identity i was just mark so what what'd you start doing yeah so i had to switch it around man I, i had to get back, stay away from the negativity, got myself a, got myself a little apartment, you know, in a nice little area, nothing crazy, but away from the shit, away from the strip, away from the people that I knew were around, right? Um, You know, because living on the strip at that time, bro, with that demon, that's easy access. Yeah, too easy. I'm I'm, I'm two minutes away from selling two minutes away from drinking, two minutes away from whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. You know, best part about living on the strip, bro. You know, you, you, you can get away with a lot of shit, a lot of shit. Right. So got myself a job, started working at a, uh, started working at a mechanic shop. And, uh, so I've always, that's always, I've always known, I've always known that, you know, right. fucking better, you know, um, started working at a mechanic shop. You know, um, got into their sales team because, homie, if you can slang drugs, you can slang whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> just saying, bro. You ain't wrong about that, man. You ain't wrong about just that. Just saying. If you can sling fucking drugs, you somebody can that's do got $10 it. in their fucking pockets to their name. You can sling anything. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Right? Um, and I was very good at it. I was very good at selling. I was doing it since I was fucking 15, 16 years old. Right? So I got into their sales team. And I started seeing a little bit of a clear path, man. Started making good, honest money. Nothing crazy, you know. Three, four grand a month of honest money. Right. That's huge for me. Yeah. It's huge. It's honest, right? I'm not slinging shit. I'm just selling shit to people, right? You know, selling shit that'll actually help them. <laughs> you know, I'm helping their vehicle out. I'm helping them get to work. Helping them see their family. Right. Making sure their, their vehicles are safe for their family, you know. Um. So I started seeing a nice little clear path, man, and, you know, um, I started finally feeling positive. I started finally feeling, man, I don't need to hurt people. I don't need to to do this stupid shit. I can do this. I know I can. Because deep inside, man, in my head and deep, deep, deep in my heart, I knew who I wanted to be. Mm. Always, yeah. Always known, but I've always either lost the path or had it taken from me. Or just didn't give a fuck to follow the path. But it's always been there. You know, I've always wanted to be a successful man. I've always wanted to be something that my brother could look up to and be like, fuck yeah, dude, that's my brother. He's fucking killing it. I always wanted to be something my mom could look down on and be like, thank God he didn't take my path. Because it's very easy. When you grow up with drugs and selling drugs and doing shit like that, it's very easy to follow that path because it's, it's, it's handed to you. It's too easy. It's literally like a fucking handshake. It's like Here all it you is. know, too. It, that's it, right? Yeah. So 
I started feeling, you know, that, uh, that final, that, that final clarity of like, damn man, like, I think I can do this. Like, I really think I can. And, uh, you know, eventually ended up moving up in the company, started managing, you know, doing really well with sales, you know, bro. And I was in the, like, and like the better I did and the better I saw the outcome and the more that I heard that my brother was so proud of me, bro, that, that eventually fucking kicked that demon in the ass. Yo, I love that. Nothing. I love that. Nothing is more curable, bro, than the one you always want looking up to you and the one you always have all the love for and want to live this life for, right? Telling you how proud they are. Mm. Because he didn't know the full stories of all right. the shit I did, right? But he saw the progress, you know? Right. And since I was young, man, since 15, 16, going through all this shit. He was the one I only cared about caring what they thought about me. He was the only one. The only one that I cared about the opinion, right? So being able to to hear that, you know, hey bro, I'm I'm really proud of your man. You're doing great. You know, you got your own place, you got a car, you know, you're doing great for your fucking life. You're not doing the stupid shit you were. You know, you're managing a, a fucking company now. Like it was mind blowing to me. I was like, holy fuck, dude, I'm here. This is it. I got it. Right. And, uh, it was a blessing, bro. It was a fucking huge blessing. And I no longer felt the, uh, the need to hurt. Never started feeling the, the need to fight the need to the itch of mm. damn, bro. Fuck this. Let me just go around the corner for fucking 30 minutes and fucking make a couple grand. Right. You know, I never felt that anymore. And, dude, it, it, it hit me so hard. And I was like, dude, this is it. Here's the fucking clear vision. Here's the fucking skies. Here's the rainbows. Here's the sunshine. You know? Because in the past, I'd, I would see it. I'd see a little bit of sunshine. Yeah. But there'd be a fucking dark-ass cloud, cloud. Yep. just chilling, right? Waiting to absorb that shit. You know? And, again, man, you know, my, 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 my little brother, bro, he don't know it. <laughs> that dude's my savior. I mm. that I have done so hard. I've done so much and tried so hard to make sure that he could look up to me and come to me for anything and everything, you know. And it's because of him, bro, that I I, uh, I made that switch to be the man I knew I could be. It just took a fuck ton of time to, to, to realize it, homie. It took a solid fucking 10 years, you know, to know that I could do it. Um, so, yeah, man. Dude, better late than never, always. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, clear to say, like, your brother was your deepest why, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And getting tapped into that why, what was that process for you like? Like, because it took 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it was there, and you were aware of it, mm-hmm. but you didn't, like, feel it until you felt that, like, him saying he's proud of you. And you're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, cl- like, clarity has arrived. Mm-hmm. How did, like, for someone who may be not as clear on their why or tapped in, like, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, I ask myself that shit a lot myself. Yeah. Right? Why? <sighs> Biggest thing... Did I ask myself 
what can I not live without? Mm. That's a good way to start. What can I not live without? Damn. There's no fucking way in hell I could live without my brother. I love that. Right? Yeah. Um, that was one of the biggest things. What do you want to live for? Like, of course people want to live for themselves. Yeah. From time to time. At, there's times I didn't, right? But what do you want to see yourself never live without? What is in your fucking life that you live for? Why are you doing what you're wanting to do at the end game? You know, why have you not done the stupid shit to go to jail? Why have you not maybe wanted to take a life, right? It's 100%. 100%. I love that. That, for, that question you say is just, what can you not live without? That's powerful. I know I'll be asking myself that later for sure. <laughs> yeah. But one of my next questions is, how how is your story your trials your tribulations and your perseverance like affected you today like what has has it done for you because it doesn't define you mm-hmm. right and you you've clearly made that distinction of like this is not who i am anymore mm-hmm. but what has it done for you like what have you taken from mm-hmm. it and implemented right now yeah um one of the biggest things I've taken with taken taken with it, man, is uh, at the end of the day, man, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do if your mind's there, right? Um, no matter the hardships, no matter the pain, no matter the bullshit that's fed to you, you can fucking do it. You just have to ask yourself the why, because that why will fucking power you through. Mm-hmm. It really will. Yep. You know, you know, and even like, you know, and we're we're just jumping ahead just a little bit, but to kind of tie in with the why, you know, like with me right now, my why, you know, I got my beautiful fucking wife, my fucking beautiful little two-year-old, bro, that's my why. I want to go home to them every day. So I ain't going to do no stupid shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I knew the man I wanted to be. I knew the father I wanted to be. I knew the husband I wanted to be, right? Right. So like... I got a beautiful girl to come home to, a beautiful little two-year-old to come home to. I'm not going to do no stupid shit to ruin that, right? Same with my little brother. I ain't going to do no stupid shit to ever have him go a day without me. I'm not going to go a day without him. It ain't going to happen, right? So, you know, taken away, taken away with that, man, it's just like you can do what the fuck you want to do. But you, at the end of the day, man, you got to look in that mirror. You have to, and it's a lot easier said than done, but I guarantee you, if you constantly do it, look in that mirror, say, not today, motherfucker. You ain't taking me down. I love it. Cause that's the only dude that's going to, that's the only thing that's going to, that, that's going to change your aspects in life. Thanks. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. I always felt like my biggest, my biggest obstacle has always been myself. It's always been myself, yeah. man. 100%. So, you know, you got your own place have your own car, you're doing really well, you're crushing it, you're managing a sales team in Vegas still, right? Mm-hmm. Like outside of Vegas, probably like Henderson or something? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and you're 26, 27. Now you're out here in Austin, Texas, man. Sure as fuck am, man. <laughs> sure as fuck am. And you're out here knocking doors. Yep. How, like, how did you get here? 
it's crazy, man. Um, I got a phone call from uh, a customer at this at the shop I was managing. Right? Okay. And uh, you know this, this simple shit we always hear. Hey, man, you know what 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 can you do for me on uh, on rims and tires, right? And you know, of course, we're simple shit. Yeah, man, you know I I could, I could probably do this for you. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, well, well, this person, this I've called like four people, man, and there's only one person that's beat you, right? And uh, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. What are they? What are they pricing you at? So he told me the price. I was like, tell you what, man. One, come to me. You know why? One, I'll beat their price for you. Two, I'll give you a better warranty. Three, you got me. You're gonna be situated all the way through, my man. I was like, I'm the manager of the company. You got nothing to worry about. Not only that. I'll make sure you're in and out within an hour. How's that sound to you? Sound good? Done. Dude was there. Dude was there in 10 minutes. Right? <laughs> end up, che- you know, end up doing exactly what I did. Dude came in with a beautiful car, right? Got the tires, got the rims, everything he needed, right? Um, I literally had him in and out in fucking 45 minutes. Damn. Not too bad, bro. No, it's pretty. You you go to you go to places like that nowadays, homie. You're waiting two three hours, Easy. if not more. Easy, right? Yeah. But I wanted his business, right? And uh, not only because it was a great fucking sale, made me some great money, but because people that are willing to spend that kind of money, right, they got people, more than likely, or they're just going to keep coming back to me. So that's just a constant, it's just constant, constant money, right? Right. So um, at the end of it, you know, I'm checking them out, yada, 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 doing our thing. And he's like, hey, man, how long have you been doing this? Like, a couple years, man. He's like, you're pretty good. I'm like, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. He's like, no, you're really good. I came to you out of out of six different people. He didn't tell me that on the phone, but he came to me out of six people, me because of my personality, how I spoke to him, how friendly I was, and the biggest thing, I did what it needed to take to get his business, right? Mm-hmm. Most salesmen they don't, they don't they don't really care too much about that, especially in the, the auto industry. They don't right. they don't really care. Right. You know they don't want to lower their price. They'll say fuck it if I'm not going to make that if I'm not going to make that much, scurry on. Right. That wasn't me. I didn't care about that. You know, I, I knew the money I needed to make. Right. And, but I'm used to the quick money. So obviously I got to work 20, a little bit harder, but at least I ain't going to jail for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so he, he brought it up to me, you know, and I, and I had to ask him, you know, he had a beautiful car. So I had to ask him, I was like, I was like man, if you don't mind me asking, what, what do you do? So he told me, he's like, I do door to door, man. I was like, Really? And I was like, well, how's that? And he was like, yeah, I, I, I do solar. I'm like, so, okay, I've heard of it. You know, never yeah. really looked into it or anything like that. Right. You know, and uh, he flat out said, he's like, dude, they overpay us. Overpay us. I don't know how we're doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm, well, I like money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, look, man, honestly, I've been looking for a little side gig to do, maybe on the weekends, a couple days a week. And, uh, I was like, if what you're telling me is true, let, let's do a meeting. Literally went to the meeting the next day, right? Him and I had a little one-on-one, and uh, he laid everything out for me, everything. And I was like, bro, if this is serious, you have me tomorrow. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I will quit my job tomorrow because I know if this is actually true, it will change my fucking life. So I took the leap, bro. I took the leap for something more positive. Mm. I took the leap 
they could potentially grow me even more, right? So outside of like money, like what were you missing before making that jump, making that leap? Like what was missing? Growth, Growth. mentally. So I know we talked a lot last night about how important like that mentality growth, emotional growth is. You saw that right away? Dude, I, I the fact that being in the environment with nothing but successful people, being in the environment with people that, you know, and I, I just quite frankly at the time are fucking nerds. That's new to me. Yeah. I'm not used to being around people like that. Right. Investments and this and readings and reading books and podcasts, this and that. That's new to me, bro. And I was like, damn, like, is this what it fucking takes? I got to be that guy I used to make fun of, you know? And I'm not saying it in a bad way, like a nerd. I, I, that's just that's just me, I'm not you know, at chilling, the time. Because I'm a fucking nerd now, bro. I read books. <laughs> I fucking do. I sit in my house. I read my fucking books. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. Just watch videos and I live my life, right? But anyways, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, dude, like, this could potentially uncap my mental growth. Mm. This could uncap my financial growth. This could uncap what I could do for my family. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I took the leap, bro. Damn fucking quit my job the next day dude i love that i do the same thing crazy right <laughs> yeah quit my job the next day bro and uh i've always been a i've always been able to talk you know when you slang shit you can talk right yeah. so i knew that it wasn't going to be something bad because i have to talk every day anyways at a sales at a sales job you got to talk yeah you got to know how to talk to people 100 percent. so i was like you know what man let's go for it so my very first week, I did seven deals. Damn. My very first week, bro. Um, of course, I had my trainings. You know, I did my shadowing and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, I shadowed somebody for an hour and a half, and that was it. And then I went on my own. Yeah. I did seven fucking deals my very first week. Okay. Um, bro, that took me back so hard. Because I was like, holy shit, what I just made would probably have taken me about six to seven months at a, at a mechanic shop. Yeah. Easily. You made someone like half of someone's salary in a week? Literally. Yeah. In one fucking week. That was three days of working, bro. I made half a year's salary in three fucking days. Damn, that's... Bro. <laughs> The Oof. the light that got shined on me, right? The positivity, the clarity. Bro, I've never had it so open in my life. Right. It was insane. I was like, dude, this is it. I have found what I have been fighting through and struggling through for 10, 12 years now. And it's here. It's right in front of me. And I am now having the opportunity to do what I always knew I could do. And that was to be a successful providing man for my family. 
Yeah, and I, you definitely are. Definitely are that right now, and more than just your family, man. Like you provide for quite a quite a few people that I know that you've just just your energy and your atmosphere and like the the things you do for people. It's it doesn't ever go unnoticed for sure. That means a lot, man. Um, one thing that I took away from you that I I, I want people to hear this is cause, cause you're you have an, such a unique ability to get the best out of people like you really do and you mentioned the law of connection yep. tell me what that means to you and tell me why it's so important mm-hmm. law of connection man um that really hits home for me um you know being a leader in this industry you know or not even it doesn't even have to be that being having the law of connection is is very important because when you have that connection with somebody right that when they look at you they're like dude i can go to that dude for anything and everything and that dude will have his arms open and take the shirt off of his back to make sure i'm okay that dude has been through so much shit that if i told him something like he ain't gonna judge me for it you know if I know that if the connection is there, I want everybody to look at me like I'm family. Right. Because I know what it's like, bro. I know what it's like to not have somebody to go to. I know what it's like not what it's like to not have anything to go home to. You know, I haven't had I haven't had like a legit home in a fucking minute, dude. It's been a very hot minute. I got a very beautiful home now that is such a blessing to go home to every fucking day because yeah. it's home to me now. It, it's not just a place to sleep. Right. I've had that yeah. for years, decades, not decades, decade. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't that old, but, uh, it is the thing, man, where that's where I like to spread that positivity. Cause I know the piece of shit that I was. Homie, I didn't let nobody near me. Right. You come near me, you're getting hit. Generally how it was, but I've learned to fight that demon so hard that now it's, it ain't a fucking demon no more, bro. It's an angel. Come here, mm. come mm. here, come in the, come, come get my arms, bro. Yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? And I, that, that connection is so strong because this world, bro, we all know it. There's some shitty fucking people out there. There really is. But if I can be that guy that you can come to at any time, if I can be that guy to where you feel safe to coming to, cause I ain't going to judge you. I ain't going to talk down about you. I ain't going to talk shit about you. No, I want you to be safe. That right there, man, is such a beautiful thing to me because, again, I know what it's not like to not have that, you know. And granted, yeah, I may only know a dude for a couple weeks or a couple months, whatever it may be. But I'll be damned if that dude doesn't know that I'm not here for him. Like, I've always wanted people there for me in my times of darkness. Mm. Damn, that's that's powerful right there. That's powerful because it just takes away so much from the selfishness and you can truly feel that it's never it's not ever about you that's powerful stuff what has been like the biggest takeaway for you personally all the life you've lived and now you're in a position from going from literally not knowing anything about self-growth personal development that, like you said, you thought all those people were nerds, right? 
<laughs> fucking yep sure did i was like man what the fuck is this shit <laughs> i was like oh hell no <laughs> so what what has been like the things you do yeah for personal development mentality you know emotional development mm-hmm. and then what has been your biggest like takeaway from that so like things that i do like right now to help with all that yeah yeah um just like i say man i'm that guy now i read development books leadership books you know i read um I read a lot of things that has to do with, uh, you know, being a leader versus a boss. You know, I definitely read shit like that. Um, you know, I've tapped into certain things of how I can make, you know, my money work for me. You know, investments, this and that. Bro, my mind is just blown just being able to even talk about something like that. Right. Dude, I, I didn't know what the fuck any of that shit was, you know. But uh, the fact that I can have that now is out of this world. Right. You know. So, um, with that being said, man, a takeaway is again, man, with everything that I've gone through and everything that I, you know, that what I'm doing now, especially in this life that this beautiful fucking life that I have, um, that I'm truly blessed for is, uh, it would be back to where, where I was stating it earlier, man, you know, it's you versus you end of the day. It is you versus fucking you find your why hold on to that motherfucker tight and fucking move forward. Hold onto it and never let go. It is you versus you. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck who's saying something to me in my my ear, who's behind me saying, yeah, you can't fucking do it. I can't tell you how many times I was told that being in this industry. Starting off in this industry, bro, I was told that shit left and right. Yeah, you ain't gonna make no money, man. Door to door is a scam. You're never gonna, it's it's never gonna work. You know, it's really not going to be that good of money. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I laugh my way to the bank, bro. Yeah. You know, best part about it, man, is but I never lose sight of who I was. I never lose sight of who I am because I know who I was. I was a piece of shit, but I know who I am. And no matter the money, no matter anything like that, it's never going to change me. If anything, it's going to change me in a more positive way. Right. A more mental growth way. It, it amplifies who you truly are. Exactly. Money man. money doesn't make evil people. It just amplifies it, whatever they truly are. Exactly, bro. Right. You know, no and and my, I was just I was just, you know, I was just telling telling somebody the other day, man, you know, cuz I I got asked, you know, bro, you know, how come you know, how come you're not wearing like Gucci or how come you're not wearing Louis? I'm like, homie, cuz that ain't me. Yeah, no, you're a tank and shorts kind of tank, guy. Shorts and vans, bro. My guy. That's all you'll ever see me in. That's true as shit. Know, that's, that's for sure. I don't, I don't change who I am because right. um, the second I change who I am, I'm not me, and I'm a man. I and, know the man I am. And you definitely lose power because hmm? if you're changing who you are, it's more so probably from someone outside of you yep. changing you, right? Get somebody on the and outside. You're giving them that power, yep. and you're just losing your whole power. You lost everything. Yep. You now lost yourself. Mm. You have lost yourself now. So, tell me why it's so important to one, because I, I you stressed this last night, is to never lose sight of who you were, but also never to lose sight of who you are. Like, why is it so important to constantly remind yourself mm-hmm. and stay true to you? Yep. Um. Honestly, man, I, I can't stress being you enough because it happens every day, man. People get money left and right mm-hmm. and they change themselves. 
They right. change how they treat people. They change how they look at people. They change how they dress. They change everything. You know why? Because they're trying to make other people happy. They're trying to make other people look at them and bring them up. The second you you lose who you are, you're not happy with yourself. You're not. Stay true to yourself because you know who the fuck you are. That was the motherfucker that grew from 10, 12 years ago. Right. That's that's who you are. You're the strong fucking dude that took 12 years to get where you are now. Right? If I'll be fucking damned if I let some motherfucker change that. Because now I'm not that man. Now I'm somebody else's person. Mm. I wake up being me. I wake up staying me. And that ain't gonna ever, ever fucking change. And that's why I stress that so much. Is because you're not living for other people. That's where people get this, this shit misconstrued. They live for others. To look at them. To sh- say, oh they like me. Now I'm cool. That person loves the, what I'm doing. And how I'm dressing in Gucci and Louie and shit like that. So now I'm cool. I have their validation. I'm valid to them. Motherfucker, fuck that. Only fucking person that that matters to is yourself. You happy with yourself? You like where you're at? (sighs) Who gives a fuck then? Live for yourself. Because the second you lose sight of that, you're done living. You're not living anymore. You're not living. Mm. You're not. You're right on that. That's facts. That is facts. What would you say... Let me rephrase this. Go back. You're sitting in the corner. You're 23. You just got that call. And you get to go back and pick yourself up out of that corner Mm -hmm. and say one thing to yourself. What are you saying? It's a good one, bro. (laughs) If I went back to 23, picked that motherfucker up and said one thing to him. be a little bit of a mix man that's serious i pick that fucking guy up i look at him one don't be a bitch live your fucking life your brother's proud of you and you know what at this end of this bullshit there is the brightest tunnel for you don't be a bitch knowing myself and how i react to words that would light me the fuck up. I love that. That's me personally. I love that. Somebody tells That's... me not to be a bitch and live for my fucking brother. Don't be a fucking bitch, bro. Run that shit. At the end of this tunnel, there is always going there is going to be a light for you. And it's going to be the most beautiful light in the world. The most beautiful fucking light. Damn. I love <laughs> that. All right. This is going to be that last question. If you could change or add anything to society that should be normalized that isn't what would that thing be I stand behind this one man very strongly don't judge a book by its cover don't you know as you guys see big tatted dude (laughs) You know? Cranked, big tatted dude. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm a big tatted guy, bro, and uh, I can't tell you the looks that I get, right? 
And it's fine. I, I want people to judge me. I love that. That fires me up in a positive way, right? Don't judge a book by its cover, you know? Everybody has a past. Everybody's gone through bullshit, you know? If we can normalize and change that aspect in life of don't be don't judge a book by how he looks, you know? Shit would be pretty fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> shit would be. Again, I get looked at left and right with dirty ass looks, you know? I fucking look like a gangbanger. I look like a fucking dude that's been in prison for years and years and years, you know? Um, you know, like that, it's shit like that, but I laugh at it, bro. My mental, my mental shit's changed. I laugh at that. I love it. I'm like, that's fine, man. This gangbanger, so-called gangbanger over here is doing a lot more than you probably think. You know, (laughs) best part about it is when, when it comes to going and getting shit at dealerships and stuff, Yeah. people don't look my way. I literally don't get talked to literally. Mm. They will not talk to me. I have to go and find somebody. I will literally sit there and watch five, six people walk by me. Because I'm just like this. Shorts, tank top, tatted up dude. But because of how I look, right? Right. This dude don't got money. This dude don't have his shit together. This dude can't afford nothing. Why is he even here? Right? So, you know, and, and, and unfortunately it happens. It happens a lot. You know, it really does. But again, I love it because I like, I like that. It fuels me with happiness because I'm like, hell yeah. I was like, just wait till they actually see because it shows who I was and what I used to do because that was me, the piece of shit gangbanger. That was me. hundred percent. You're right on that. But wait till you see the transformation of what I'm about to show you. I love it, man. Like I I just, I just hope that everyone who got to watch this or listen to this really understood that one your past no matter what you've done or gone through it it doesn't define who you are today and and every day is a new day and you can make a big significant change it all just starts with why and who you are Mm -hmm. and never losing sight yep damn man mark i i I love you bro i can't thank you enough (laughs) for doing this man your story is so inspirational it moves me. I, I can't tell you how many times I got goosebumps. <laughs> um, and I just, I've learned so much from you. I've taken so much from you, not only from your story, but just who you are now and just getting to see you and just continue to see the growth that you're going to get, man. I love yeah. it. I'm so grateful for you, brother. I'm blessed, brother. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's, man. You know, being able to be here and, you know, be with you and, you know, um, being able to share this, bro, has been a, it's been a dream come true. You know, I was telling you, I've been wanting to do something like this for a very long time, but I never pulled the trigger, you know? So being able to have this opportunity to, to share, you know, this kind of aspect and share this kind of life, but also share the outcome of it is huge for me. Cause I was telling you, man, if I can just like, just touch one person, I'm going to be the happiest dude. Dude, it's a lot of numbers, man. It takes one. Because you touch one person, that person touches one, and just full circle. That's that's how you create change, honestly. Full circle, man. You it's know, true. It's uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, and uh, the fact that you know, again, I get the opportunity to 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 motivate and inspire. You know, um, I really love it because 
10 years ago, I wouldn't give a fuck about that. (laughs) I wouldn't. Right. Sorry about it. You know, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck if I'm going to help your life. And now that's what I'm all about, man. Changing lives, inspiring lives, motivating lives, helping people that have been where I've been and help them grow, you know, because I want to be that guy. I want to hold you and lift you up the whole way through, you know, and it's, 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 it's beautiful, man. It really is. Oh man, this was great. This was great. I hope everyone got some serious takeaways. If you did, please share this with someone that you deem valuable so they get some value from this. And I I know a lot of y'all are going to be asking for Mark to come back. So we'll definitely have to do another episode, (laughs) but love y'all. We out.